Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, All the Best Food Treats and Toys for Your Dog and Cat. Find them online at allthebestpetcare.com to see where all of their 10 locations are around Western Washington. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry, Seattle's original raw and cooked foods for dogs and cats. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. Every so often, Eric, somebody makes a documentary about dogs. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's such a treat. Uh, We've had uh, two documentaries so far. We had Wiener Takes All um, shortly after we started the show, actually. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Worst in Show was about the uh, ugliest dog competition. Mm -hmm. And uh, today we're talking with Andrew Hadra, who's the director of a new documentary about sheepdog trials. Cool. Called Away to Me. Well, surely there's been other dog-related uh, documentaries out there, but uh, you know these are the top three as far as we're concerned. Of right? course, of course. Um, so uh, we're going to bring Andrew on right now and start talking with him. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I watched the movie. Uh, was it yesterday? I think and loved it. Well, thank you for uh, having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you folks. And uh, more than anything, I'm glad that you uh, connected to the material and enjoyed the movie. That's the most important thing. Oh, yes. Well, you know, dog a dog documentary, of course, I'm going to be interested, but especially uh, sheepdog trials because we've been involved with the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is a local uh, sheepdog trial, and it draws people from all over the country and I think internationally as well. And um, it's just such a great event, you know, get out of the city and watch these border collies really do what they were meant to do and, and to watch the um, sort of the partnership between the person and the dog and what the dogs are really able to do. It's just amazing. And so this is set up, and I'm so excited to talk to you about your experience in making the film and talking to these uh, few people who you highlighted. Um, but first of all, you know, how did you, how were you inspired to to make this film about this topic? Well, my girlfriend and I have a uh little ski place in Park City, Utah. And uh, we were up there several years ago, and and, uh, we're both complete dog fanatics. Mm -hmm. It it really isn't an exaggeration to say that that we both, you know, prefer the company of most dogs to most people, and our friends, of course, all know that. And the event that we built the movie around is called the Soldier Hollow Classic Sheepdog Championship, which uh, is now in its 10th year, and it's outside Park City. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the second year, some friends of ours in Park City suggested that we go see this, you know, sort of quirky, weird event. Uh, And so we attended the sheepdog trial without any sort of an idea of what a sheepdog trial is, what the herding dogs were capable of, any of that. We just thought, it's dogs, it's fun, let's go see it. And from the very first uh, outrun, when the dog leaves the handler at the post, and begins its journey, in this case, up a distant hill to gather the flock of sheep and bring them back, 
we literally looked at each other and our jaws just dropped. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just, uh, we, we couldn't believe it that the dogs had this sort of ability. And, uh, you know, we'll get, I'm sure we'll talk about the partnership and so forth later. Mm-hmm. But um, that was the genesis. And we went back several years in a row. Uh, and when I came to look for a project, I thought that because I'm, such a fan of the dogs and had become a fan of the sport. And people say, you know, for a documentary, it takes you a long time to produce and so forth. You need to have a passion around your subject. Otherwise, you won't sustain it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was just a natural. Yeah. Now, do you have a dog? I do. Uh, And he has me. I have a Parson Russell Terrier named Charlie, Uh who uh, is now six. And he's the most, you know, expressive fun companion uh, that anybody, you know, could have. He uh, is a handful, but uh, he's a member of our family. And of course, we, we love him, you know, completely. And, and frankly, he's smarter and has more personality than most of my friends. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to name names because I don't want to upset anybody. But the, yeah. the truth is, you know, he's just a, a, a doll and, and we adore him every day. Yeah. Uh, the doc, the uh, film's name is called Away to Me. And uh, the website is sheepdogmovie.com. So check it out. It's a really beautiful website. And the uh, some of the scenery, um, especially when you were um, talking with Fonzie from South Africa. I mean, the there's this one scene where he's kind of standing down at the bottom of, of his sort of piece of his land. And he sends his dogs out. And all of a sudden, this huge flock of sheep just come like cascading down this gigantic hillside. I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so gorgeous. I mean, you know, and to have the knowing what the dogs were doing as part of that scene was just really, really breathtaking. Um, now, did you I assume that you went and traveled to all of these people's um, homes. We did. We uh, we followed actually more than the three subjects who ended up in the movie as the principal characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we have three. One from California, uh, who's the uh, U.S. national champion in the sheep herding. We have the Canadian national champion uh, named Amanda Milliken from Ontario. Mm-hmm. And Fonzie was the South African, you know, he's the multi-five-time South African champion. Yeah. And we did uh, have the opportunity and, and the real pleasure to travel down there and spend five or six days on his farm with he and his family, you mm-hmm. know, filming him, what his day-to-day routines were like, and, and uh, as he prepared to come over to the States uh, for the competition. Mm-hmm. It was just gorgeous setting. And it made me want land. With, to just go and like live with my dogs and you know <laughs> I have two cattle dogs and I've actually taken them sheep herding before and it's really amazing to see them doing what they were bred to do and uh and I was just like oh I'm so jealous of them all well you know there is a pull to that kind of farming rural life mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many times uh, over the course of filming this I talked to people and I heard the same story uh, in fact I just posted something about it uh, an article on the, on the film's Facebook page but it's a slippery slope and, and people have told me time and again you start with one dog and then you get it leads you to buy a couple acres out in the country because people have the same reaction that you do so you <laughs> you start with a small flock of sheep and a couple of acres and the next thing you know, you own 150 acres in the middle of nowhere, and you're trying to figure out how to make your farm pay for itself. Yeah. And and uh, so I posted this thing on the Facebook page about a woman who just bought the DVD in Australia, who got divorced, moved to the country. She now has 26 border collies. 
travels all over Australia doing these uh, sheepdog trials, competitions, mm-hmm. and then has 250 acres of farmland in the country. Yeah. And the response to that on the Facebook page was amazing. People have just been saying, oh, you know, oh, my God, that's, that's me. I, I want that. You know, uh, that's, it's like holding a mirror up to people. And it's, yeah. it's funny, but it is a slippery slope. You start with one dog, and the next thing you know, you, you've got a dozen of them, and you're, you're living that rural life, which, frankly, I talk about all the time. That yeah. Someday I hope to be in that position myself. Uh, Fonzie said um, in one of his segments, uh, most people I know got sheep because they had dogs. I got the dogs because I had sheep. Um, and... I thought that was kind of an interesting point. And he was, you know, you sort of profile three different characters, essentially, although they're real life people, but, you know, their characters and sort of letting us get to know them as individuals, their lifestyle, their relationship with their dogs, their herding history and and that. And they're all, you know, different from each other. And I thought it was... um, you know, obvious, and you know, one thing that that we saw from them, and then also, I think it was actually, well, I'm not going to give anything away, but it was another um, another participant that wasn't profiled in the way that these three were, but they all really spoke of in different ways. They spoke of the bond that's there, and as part of the working relationship, it's not just the sterile working relationship. I mean, these people are spending day in and day out, day after day after day after day, working with these dogs. And, and I remember one of the men said that he couldn't, he kept saying over and over again, I can't put it to words. I mean, I actually can't. He was, as he was trying to, he was just like, I just, I can't uh, articulate this and what the bond is. And I think he even said that it was um, deeper than marriage, <laughs> <laughs> or as um, he sort of equated it anyway to that. And he's like, you know, I spend all day every day with these animals and the the nature of the bond is just not something I can even articulate. It's so deep. The, the relationship for each of the characters with their dogs, you know, is different. And we very deliberately cast the movie that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I approached the uh, Soldier Hollow event promoter, a gentleman named Mark Peterson, first with the idea about doing the documentary, and he came on board with it very graciously and offered his support immediately. And I said to him, you know, who who do you think I should have? Who would portray the sport, the relationships, etc., the best, and still be interesting for the audience? And the first two people he said were, you know, he said, uh, Drew, immediately you need to get Amanda Milliken from Canada and Fonzie Bassan from South Africa, mm-hmm. who are so different, as you know, having seen the movie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Amanda's relationships with her her dogs are much more perhaps intimate and personal, uh, and Fonzie's more of a uh, colleague sort of a relationship or worker in some cases, because mm-hmm. Fonzie is a working sheep farmer, and Amanda, by her own admission, is a hobbyist who does this as a passion but doesn't do it for a living. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a very deliberate choice to, to actually contrast the different kinds of relationships that people do have with the dogs. And it's interesting because one isn't necessarily more successful mm-hmm. than another. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, but hold that thought because I'd like to come back to, to this part of the conversation. We're talking with Andrew. Is it Hadra or Hadra? Hadra, actually. Neither. (laughs) Say it again, please. Hadra. Hadra. Andrew Hadra is the director of Away to Me, a new documentary about sheepdog trials, 
We're going to talk more with him when we come back from break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Join Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Jones & Company Pets in Marysville. This week, December 23rd, it's our annual Christmas show. And Kevin and Kim will be here to celebrate with the Jingle Cats and Jingle Dogs. They'll be talking with Lola Michelin, founder of the Northwest School of Animal Massage during the first hour. Then they'll have open phone lines so Kim Miller, medium and animal intuitive, can read for you and your animal friends. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Camley Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a colder illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Negativity and fear, two staples of talk radio. Well, we figured we'd try something different. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back talking with Andrew Hadra, who is the director of Away to Me. It's a new documentary about sheepdog trials, specifically the the Soldier Hollow Classic in Utah. And uh, we'll welcome back, Andrew. Thanks for being on the show. Again, thanks for having me. The website is sheepdogmovie.com, easy to remember. And it's interesting, people always think, when I say sheepdog trials, they they think of the picture of the old English sheepdog 
comes, you know, they think it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Not the old English sheepdog. These are actually mostly border collies. And in the case of, I'm not sure if the Soldier Hollow Classic has any Kelpies at it as well, but different kind of dog. Well, the the Soldier Hollow Classic is an invitational, and it's open really to any dog that's, uh, you know, qualified to do the work. And there are any number of herding breed dogs. Uh, you mentioned you have an Australian cattle dog. Mm, two of them. Uh, you know, there, there's several others that are, are capable, but generally uh, the Border Collie shows up at, at Soldier Hollow because it tends to be overall uh, the best, the most able um, of all the dog breeds. It, it seems to do the best job at it and was specifically bred in the border regions between England and Scotland for the work. And that's where the border uh, term comes from. Yeah. The uh, I've and for those of you who are listening and who are specifically interested in learning more about the topic of sheepdog trials, you can go and listen to our archived shows uh, where I've interviewed Maggie McClure, who's the uh, coordinator of the Vashon Sheepdog Classic uh, here locally in Western Washington. That happens uh, mid-Septemberish every year. Uh, VashonSheepdogClassic.com is that website. And it was interesting, um, I was talking with her and I learned a bit from her about the differences in uh, the different types of herding breeds. And it's, it's about really the, that there's actually different types of, of herding. And the, the Border Collies and the Kelpies, Australian Kelpie, are, are built to move those long distances where they run out. And I think uh, Maggie said that the uh, you know, it's like a quarter of a mile. I mean, these dogs are hauling it for a long time. It was like, oh, my gosh, how do they still have energy to like, do everything that they're doing after that once they get there? And also something called scope, which is how far out they're looking for the sheep. And she said, and the woman that I worked with, too, with our cattle dogs, who has cattle dogs and works herding with them, is that the cattle dogs wouldn't even think to look out that far let alone see the sheep that far away because they're bred to move larger animals through tighter spaces. So it's just a different job description, and that's why you see mostly border collies at these sheepdog trials because the cattle dogs would be like, what sheep? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and even with the the border collies, uh, we filmed one of the subjects, Haley Howard, who at the time was working as a ranch hand on a actually a working cattle ranch in Mm -hmm. central California. Mm -hmm. And they even have a, I wouldn't call it a different breed, but there's sort of a split. And within the border collies, there are certain lines of the border collies that are a little bit more physical, a little bit more aggressive, and they use certain lines descended from particular dogs to move cattle, which, which need a little bit more push. Yeah. Than, than the sheep do, and yeah. uh, there, there is a physical difference, and you can see it in their attitude and, and their bodies and their mm-hmm. physiques. It's actually very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so back to what we were talking about, because this is such a huge sort of core point I know that you and I share uh, and identify with, is, is we were talking about the differences in the, the three sort of main characters of the documentary there, perspective on their relationship with their dogs. And uh, Fonsi was speaking more to uh, the work and the working relationship. I did think it was funny, though, after he was talking about, um, you know, that he got his dogs because he had sheep and not not the other way around. And 
you know, that he he was I think he made some really great points about, you know, the the necessity to be quote unquote alpha. And basically just what that means is that you're the one who says how, when and where and you expect the dogs to listen and the dogs listen because they want to. And he was sort of talking about all this stuff. Meanwhile, the dogs are in his lap. And then he did say that he does cry when they die. So it's sort of um, when I was just watching him, the dogs were just rolling around in his lap and I was just listening to what he was saying, but then really seeing that bond um, in his action and, and in his relationship with the dogs just in proximity to him. I thought that was sort of interesting. Um, con- not a not a contradiction necessarily, but just kind of balance of him. Yeah, and, and it was important for me to make sure that that footage got in because I was struck the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fonzie is, is very much, he is also an alpha male. I mean, he he runs, you know, his own pack uh, as the the guy who's in charge. Uh, you know, his, his uh, he's just a, a very sort of masculine, very, very nice, great guy. Yeah. And, and I, at the moment, he was giving me, uh, giving us these lines about you've got to be tough and you've got to tell them where to go and they have to respect you. The, the actual, his body language with his dogs uh, was so different than that. And, uh, you know, he can speak to being in charge and the leader and so forth, but you're 100% right, Julie. The affection that he clearly shows while he's stroking the dogs and the love that he has for them, uh, it does stand in, in some degree of contrast with his words on it. And, and I thought that was an important, uh, it, it struck me, so I wanted to make sure it got yeah. into the movie. You know, and it's it's such uh, my expertise is in training and behavior, and that's the work I've been doing for a little over 10 years here in Seattle. And that's the conversation that I'm in with my clients. And I think that it's something that people are still trying to find or still really struggling to grasp. And it's part of what motivates me to do the show and to do what I do is to bring voice to what Fonsi was really demonstrating, that balance of, like, this is what leadership is to a dog, and and that it is about respect, and that it is about establishing with the dog that when you ask them to do something that you expect them to do it, and that, and that you have boundaries with them, and that they know that you're in charge. But it's not unpleasant, and people have collapsed that that if if it's like, oh, okay, well, I need to be, you know, alpha and you need to respect me. And it's that it has to be this sort of unpleasant, harsh way of being. And it actually, there's a lot of real quiet softness that I've found in working with dogs um, in a way that's got a lot of depth as far as really listening to the dogs and developing that working relationship. And I thought he actually really portrayed that, that balance of, you know, yes, the dog, my dogs work for me and we have this working relationship and I'm established and I don't have to be a jerk about it. Exactly. And I think that comes through with all three of the characters. In fact, all Mm -hmm. of the handlers, you know, in the movie. And I, I take your point uh, to heart. This isn't, it's almost the, the theming of, the movie for me is the exact opposite of domination or oppression or I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. What the movie really speaks to is the partnership Mm -hmm. that these people have with their dogs. And they're only successful if they do work 
as partners. Yeah. And I think that's part of what makes the movie, you know, so charming and it has delighted people is, you know, you do see the dogs out working on their own, making their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And and each of the characters speaks to the independence of the dogs when they're out and uh, and how they have to uh, work together a lot of the time, but also independently a lot mm-hmm. of the time towards the common goal. Yeah. And, and that, to me, was really what it's all about. Yeah. And mutual, the mutual respect, the mutual trust, and the relationship that's built is just what makes watching or participating in, but even just being a spectator at a sheepdog trial, that's what's going on there. And it's such a great thing as a dog lover to connect to And then hopefully, you know, people as they watch that will be inspired to go home and look at their dog and say, "Okay, what can we do together? Pug or, you know, Chihuahua or Lab, you know, what what kind of work do you want to do? What kind of work can we do together? And it could be something as as simple as a nose work class that you can do in a city. And, you know, there's lots of ways that people can engage their dogs in that way. And I hope that people continue to do that more and more because dogs are generally incredibly underestimated in their ability to make choices and have thought processes. And people don't think of a dog's mental energy needs. We think mostly just of physical, like I take my dog for a walk or run, but otherwise they're just uh, receptacles for affection. And dogs are really very smart and really want to be engaged, certainly some more than others. Well, you know, Amanda, in in the DVD bonus materials, there's a segment, about a 13-minute segment, which uh, Amanda Milliken leads as part of a young dog and puppy training demonstration at Uh the Kingston Sheepdog Trials. You didn't see that, obviously, because you don't have that part of the DVD. And she speaks to that. She said, you know, that uh, if you have a dog that is a, a herding dog, you know, you can herd with it. Don't expect to bring your, you know, chihuahua uh, or your, you know, dachshund necessarily out and expect to be a good herder. But there are, you know, things that chihuahuas want to do and things that dachshunds want to do that would be very, very satisfying sure. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And every dog's an individual. So it's just about checking that out with your own dog. And, and it's such a great gift to give to dogs. And dogs are so much happier uh, when they're when they have that outlet and when they're being engaged with in that way, I think generally they're just more fulfilled and and content in their life, and then therefore, generally don't have the behavioral challenges that some dogs can get because they don't have that outlet. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be talking uh, when we get back more with Andrew Hadra, who's the director of Away to Me. Uh, It's a documentary, a new documentary about sheepdog trials. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. A part of my neighbor's pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my yellow lab retrieved two left-hand gloves. And a part of my neighbor's pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my chocolate lab retrieved Three squeaky toys, two left-hand gloves, and a part of my neighbor's pear tree. Seattle Weight Loss and Wellness offers physician-supervised weight loss called Ideal Protein. Ideal Protein ignites fat metabolism without compromising your muscle tissue and provides one-on-one education in making healthy and delicious food choices for long-term success. Your body is prepared to continue burning fat while you successfully maintain your newly achieved ideal body weight and increased vitality. Visit SeattleWL.com. Mention this ad for $50 off your initial consultation fee. 
That's SeattleWL.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday Two, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. This is Alternative Talk, 1150. Got it? Cool. Two left-hand gloves and a part of my neighbor's pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my chocolate lab retrieved five tennis balls. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Andrew Hadra, who's the director of Away to Me. It's a new documentary about sheepdog trials. Welcome back, Andrew. Thank you again. The website is sheepdogmovie.com. So you can find out more about the documentary there. You can find uh, A Way to Me on Facebook as well. You can find A Way to Me also under the dog show's uh, favorite pages. We are on Facebook as well. And uh, if you've missed any part of the show, you can hear us uh, Sundays at 1 on 1150 AM. And we're also archived on the dog show website, which is dogradioshow.com. And we're also a free podcast on iTunes. So, and today's episode is number 199. How exciting is that? So, uh, we're talking about a way to me, uh, and the tagline I love, you can run, but you can't hide, E-W-E. Very cute. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, The movie um, starts out with this old footage. I think you said it was from like 1933. Indeed. It's old British Pathé footage. Yeah, of uh, 
of this uh, shepherd, this like Scottish shepherd with his dog. And he, you know, he was like a multi championship winner. And, and one of the things that struck me about that footage and also to throughout the movie, but especially that, that old footage was how quiet and calm he was in directing his dog. It was very gentle almost, but effective. And this guy won like the last eight of nine championships or something, I think he said. And that's, um, again, I mean, there's so much that we as, as dog lovers and people who live with dogs, there's so much that we can take out of this movie and that I hope people do um, and bring into your relationship with your dog and to really think about how you communicate with your dog Um, How well do you know your dog as an individual? Um, Are you able to, you know, have the sort of energy of of calm but in control? Um, Are you able to set boundaries and remain pleasant? You know, all of these things um, that just really bring up a lot for people because it's it's really a can of worms, this topic of dog training. I mean, there's so many different methods and philosophies, and there's certainly not one right way. I think the most important thing is that every dog is looked at as an individual and honored as an individual and then worked with as the individual that they are. Indeed. And Amanda Milliken makes that point, I think, during the movie. Uh, And I fought my editor to keep that very specific point in the movie when she talks about her dogs uh, and the way that she trains them and works with them. Because even the you know professional dog handlers and all of these people, there are a number of different ways to get to the same endpoint and to be a top level competitor and to mm-hmm. have that kind of a relationship with your dog. Mm-hmm. And the point that she made that I thought was so interesting was, you know, the way I train my dogs is works for them, and it might not be successful if they were trained a different way or if people were tougher on them or they demanded different things. So she had managed to find a very comfortable place that that uh, proved to be successful for her based on what the dog's needs were and how they responded. And I thought it was, it was really important because it, it does give uh, voice to the dog's individual needs. Uh, and that's really almost the only time in the movie, one of the only places where it really... Uh, It says, you know, the dogs are here, too, and they respond differently, and there are different kind of ways to do it. And there there isn't sort of a one-size-fits-all or, or, you know, one shoe for every foot kind of an approach to this thing. It is very Mm -hmm. different. Yeah, and it's just like children. I mean, we know about children that different—I mean, and people in general, but people learn differently. Some people learn better— through reading, some people learn better through doing, through through listening, through you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you could get as in depth as you wanted to about that conversation. And dogs are very similar in that way. Dogs are as individual as people. I've had the really the privilege through what I do for work of really getting to know intimately thousands of dogs over the years through the context of training. Like, and I look at it as getting to know them. Like, I might meet a person and get to know that person. When I meet a new dog, I'm like, okay, I know what I know about your breed and your genetics and your and your sort of predispositions, but that doesn't define you entirely. Who are you? 
Absolutely. And what are what's your personality and, and how sensitive are you and how stubborn are you and, you know, what lights you up and what motivates you and, and, and all that type of stuff. And I think that's really probably the most important thing in the conversation of training is that dogs are really valued and respected as individuals and that the person is responsible for finding what the dog needs, not forcing every dog into, like you said, one type, one set way. Well, this in my own case, with my uh, person, Russell Terrier, Charlie, when we got him, as a 12-week-old, and, you know, we got books, and we started to, you know, embark on this journey with him, and uh, to be honest with you, I was afraid that he might be too much dog Mm -hmm. for us, because, you know, the terriers are, Mm -hmm. you know, stubborn, and they have their own way in the world, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you've encountered it a hundred times. Well, and my girlfriend, uh, to her credit, assured me, she said, look, I've had terriers before. This is not going to be a problem. It's all about the owners and the approach. And she literally took all of these books that I was reading that were, frankly, scaring me. And she said, we are throwing the books away. <laughs> yeah. And we are just going to be the best dog owners and partners for Charlie that we can be. Mm-hmm. And quite literally, our dog, as a result of just being, you know, cared for a certain way and, and uh, treated with respect and, you know, positive reinforcement, all of these things, he can do virtually everything that the terrier books say he shouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, there is no right answer. And, and in our case, I mean, I, I'm proof of it with Charlie. It's a very individual thing, and he's just a very remarkable dog. Or maybe it's just we've been fortunate to be good owners and worked with him the right way. I don't mm-hmm. know. But he is a very individual creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier in the interview, and if you're just tuning into the show, uh, we're talking with Andrew Hadra, who's the director of a documentary called Away to Me, and it's about sheepdog trials, which means border collies working with sheep. And uh, the website is sheepdogmovie.com, and if you've missed any part of this interview, uh, the dog show airs on Sundays at 1.00. That will be this interview again and uh, also archived, as always, online, dogradioshow.com and on iTunes as a free audio podcast. We were talking earlier about um, the idea of, you know, you get a dog and then and then especially, you know, watch a movie like this. And it's like uh, one of the things, one of the first things that that I thought of for in my, my own life was I want land. Oh, I want land. I just want to go out and be out, be out with my dogs and, and have that as part of our lives. Um, you know, we have, uh, two of our dogs are cattle dogs. Uh, so they're, you know, intense herding breeds and they're pretty high drive cattle dogs as well. And, and they're just different dogs when they're out in open space and uh, calm and balanced and not as sort of high-strung seeming as they are in the city where we don't have, you know, 100 acres to just let them run on. But, you know, we were talking about this a little bit and having conversation about this. And what, you know, and you have heard this, you know, over and over and over again, you know, people sort of lamenting about this or saying, oh, I want that too, or I want land And I think that it's, uh, you know, in looking at dogs in our lives, in modern society, and what they 
bring to us and sort of where the opportunity is. And I think where some of this healing happens, because there's a very strong healing power that dogs have for people, uh, especially emotionally. Um, as we're learning to work with dogs, we're learning how to be present to more of our uh, animal selves, I guess, so to speak, getting out of our words and uh, off of our phones and really slowing down and connecting to maybe more natural or historical parts of ourselves because the communication between people, person and dog actually is very natural if the person is aware of that and, and knows, knows what that looks like. But it's really very natural and it makes sense, and it's sort of dogs are sort of a um, a way for us to stay grounded in a part of ourselves that we could potentially otherwise easily lose with how fast technology is developing. I, one of the things, I'm so glad you mentioned that, one of the things that I originally wanted to do with the movie, it, it, it ended up not coming through, but was very much to, to make that contrast mm-hmm. between the technology of today and uh, and sort of the more basic primal uh, things that, that you talk about, and there there is a huge pull uh, for me personally. There's a huge pull to try to get you know that little bit of acreage out in the country and so forth. And the original design of the movie had uh, uh, more of the contrast between technology. Amanda's company uh, up in Canada does yeah. you know, cardiac testing, and uh-huh. we, we brought some of that in. So she's out, you know, with machinery working in medical technology. Yeah. There was another person who was originally considered to be in the film uh, who also works in technology. And I thought that that, that very, very point that you made would be a, a, an interesting uh, contrast point mm-hmm. for people. Unfortunately, we didn't end up building the movie that way, but I was very conscious of that from day one. And I, and I take your point completely. You're, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking more with Andrew Hadra, who is the director of Away to Me, a new documentary about sheepdog trials. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Every generation needs a voice, and on Mondays at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150, Lewis Howard's show, Head of the House, is the voice for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Head of the House brings education, insight, and information that brings health and healing to the challenges of managing your home, relationships, and your career. Tune in once, and you will be hooked. That's Head of the House every Monday at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. Want a faster metabolism? Desperate for more energy throughout the day? Food is our most powerful medicine, and on Passionate Nutrition Radio, I'll answer your burning nutrition questions and offer real solutions for your family. On Passionate Nutrition Radio, you'll learn how to transform how you look and feel with the foods that you eat. 
My name is Jennifer Adler, and I'm a nutritionist, chef, and founder of Passionate Nutrition, a nutrition practice with six locations throughout the greater Puget Sound area. Join me on Passionate Nutrition Radio for a weekly serving of nutrition wisdom. Learn more at passionatenutrition.com. That's Passionate Nutrition every Friday at noon. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com real people real life real radio really alternative talk 1150 Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150, and we're back talking with Andrew Hadra, who's the director of a new documentary called Away to Me, and it's uh, about uh, sheepdog trials and uh, therefore about the partnership between uh, person and dog and uh, sort of the potential that's there. And we've had a great conversation talking about different aspects of that uh, during this interview. If you've missed any part of this interview or any of our past almost 200 shows now, you can find them all archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also as a free podcast on iTunes. Um, Andrew, we've been talking about the human-dog relationship and how it's uh, sort of a Watching people work with border collies and their sheep is like one of the original human dog relationships. And, you know, how I think you said, what was it that you said about the wool industry? In doing some of the early research on the movie, I read someplace and it really struck me that the uh, wool growing and sheep management was one of the earliest recognized industries in human history. Mm. And and so this relationship between the people and the dogs and managing the livestock and so forth goes back, you know, any number, tens of thousands of years. Yeah. And, and so it really is very, very basic to the human condition. Yeah. And, and such a great thing to connect to and to remember as you're, you know, potentially sitting in your living room watching this with your dog next to you, <laughs> you know, to take a look at your dog and see where you can maybe bring some of this into your relationship. I can guarantee you your dog will be happy that you did. Is the uh, film available for purchase? It is. We released it earlier this month uh, directly from the website, and it'll be available on Amazon.com in about 10 days. Okay. We're taking our first uh, shipment of DVDs uh, next week, and so we're shipping our first units next week. And I'm uh, very, very pleased with the response thus far. And, and even just selling from the website, we've taken mm-hmm. orders from all over the world, 23 countries already and counting. And uh, so this isn't a, a U.S. phenomenon or just a U.K. phenomenon. There is interest in this literally all over the world. Yeah. And you said that you had gotten a strong response from the Pacific Northwest as well, that there seems to be a strong herding community up here. There is. And, yeah. and that 
kind of surprised me. Uh, you know, we get uh, when I put the original website up and the Facebook page. Of course, it, as an administrator, you can track you know where your audience is, is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I didn't check the sheep industry statistics uh, for where Washington stacks up as far as sheep production and so forth. But there is, you know, the the state of Washington is simply one of the largest areas of interest for this. I'm not 100% sure why, but I'm, I'm thrilled to, you know, that so many people up there are doing it. Yeah, I think we're pretty heavy with, with dog events in general. I mean, people are just really kind of um, plugged into performance events to doing with with all sorts of types of breeds. I mean, you name it, and it's it's probably happening up here. I mean, there's earth dog trials, lure coursing, um, carting, sh- you know, herding opportunities. It's like if you want to get into some something uh, specifically designed for your dog's breed group, it's available in this area. I think there's lots of dog enthusiasts up here, so it's a good place for me, that's for sure. Um we were talking about the the film, and it's just a lovely, uh, in in a lot of different ways, a really lovely film. I highly, highly recommend uh, purchasing the film. The website is sheepdogmovie.com, and Andrew, you said it'll be available on amazon.com as well in about 10 days. Correct. And it's called Away to Me, and, um, you know, it's great to learn about the the sort of nuts and bolts of the sheepdog trials and the different commands and and at one point uh, Haley one of the main characters uh, she does uh, demonstrations at the ranch that she was working at and and so you learn about that and then it also too uh, sounds almost more of the point is really about that working relationship and and uh and sort of the nuances of that and and portraying these three different characters and contrasting them and seeing what that means for them and their dogs well it, it's interesting the sport on its face is you know dogs pushing sheep around a course against a, a clock which is counting down but uh, even having spent you know 12 plus months on the road filming and learning about it spending time with these people and attending trials all over the place you know, the subtlety and the complexity of the sport only slowly became apparent to me. And, and in mm-hmm. some of the bonus materials, which I think are particularly interesting, we take the winning run, if anyone has an interest in, in the sport and learning more, and we have uh, a couple of different audio choices, the handler's commentary and the judge's commentary. Oh, cool. Very over cool. The, over the run, which add an element of understanding of the sport. Uh, as I was interviewing the judge and the handler, collecting the audio for it, I, I'd been doing this for 18 months, and I was just blown away with yeah. the level of detail and things I yeah. didn't know. And it's it's... It's just an amazingly complex undertaking with hundreds of variables working against you. I mean, it's really remarkable. And more than anything, it's, it's delightful to watch. Yeah. Uh, I wrote an article about the Vashon sheepdog trials, which were back in September, uh, and those happen every year. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit, and I want to make sure that we make this point as we wind down the show today, that, uh, you know, if you already have a dog or if you're looking to uh, add a dog to your family um, to appreciate in the case of border collies and the supplies to lots of other breeds as well you know in watching what these dogs are capable of doing in this film to appreciate what these dogs are capable of and the incredible need that they have for an outlet for all of that energy 
And it's not just physical, and the physical is huge. It's also hugely mental because there's a lot of thinking and focusing and decision-making that's happening on the dog's part as well as a lot of running. And before you get a, a breed like that, a border collie would be a great example. Another great example would be like a husky. <laughs> you know, we have University of Washington here, so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get a husky. It's like these dogs were bred to run all day and pull a sled. So are you going to be able to, you know, provide that outlet for the dog? Because if you don't, it could cause some challenges behaviorally in an unhappy dog, and it's something to really uh, respect in a dog, um, you know, what their genetics are, what their breeding is, um, even mixed breeds, appreciating if you, th- you have a sense for, uh, you know, what their genetics are, that it's, it's an important thing to be aware of and to be respectful of. I'm, I'm glad you made that point. And, and uh, there is, you know, with the Border Collies and with many other breeds, there is an issue, uh, and there's a lot of dogs who end up in rescue because people get them not knowing, you know, what the challenges or specific needs are, and they're, they're unable for whatever reason to give the dogs what they need. And, and the classic example, of course, is 101 Dalmatians years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody ran out and got a Dalmatian after the right. movie came out because they were so cute and they aren't necessarily the best pets. And it, it became a real problem. And, and I was concerned about that, actually, in the movie, that, that people might, if we did find a wide audience, think, oh, I, you know, I need the smartest dog. I need a Border Collie, and there would be a problem. So I, I did actually include a, a little bit of a disclaimer at the end of the movie to just try to give people a heads up. Hey, they're, they're wonderful dogs, but make sure that you're being responsible in the choice you make if you do want to take one on. Yeah. Uh, the name of the movie, again, is Away to Me, and the website is sheepdogmovie.com. Uh, and uh, you can find Away to Me also on Facebook and uh, become a part of the conversation there as well. As always, you can find The Dog Show on Facebook and be a part of our conversation in between our live shows, which happen every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. And then our Wednesday show is rebroadcast on Sundays at 1 p.m. after Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Uh, You know, it's a lovely movie for anyone who uh, has a remote connection with dogs, I think, or sheep, for that matter, or land. Um... I really, really enjoyed it. I appreciate, you know, you making this and and uh, giving people access to this world that they may otherwise have had even no idea that it existed. Uh, and look for sheepdog trials in your area if you'd like to attend one uh, in person and see it. It's really, really an amazing thing to witness. And then, of course, if you're in western Washington, the Vashon Sheepdog Classic happens every September and it's a it's really a lovely weekend um, and very accessible from from the mainland. Uh, best of luck to you in uh, spreading the word about this film. And uh, thanks so much for making it. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you and uh, Charlie have very happy holidays. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I'm sure that we will. If I could end with with one point sure. uh, to to your audience, if where sheepdog trialing has been experienced, it, it has found an audience. The BBC, of course, because this is part of the culture in the U.K., has covered this over there for 30-plus years. It, mm. it is part of their culture. They've got an audience there in the millions. And even the Soldier Hollow uh, classic itself started from a, an audience in the hundreds a few years ago. They get over 25,000 people yeah. to it. And so to see it 
is to enjoy it. And I would encourage people to go to the Vachon trial and any trial and, yeah. and just get an experience of it firsthand. You'll be delighted by it. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Everybody, happy holidays. Keep your dogs safe. And we'll be back next week.